0: Okay, uh, one, okay. 11, Take, 11, what, what are what we on? Scott three? On? Take three? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereof, welcome to the Selective's Lorecast, which you can actually see now because I don't have the splash screen up. We're a casual Other Scrolls <laughs> podcast. You can tell because how bad I am at this. Uh, My name is Rotten Deadite, and with me today are.
1: <laughs> I'm Andrew, also known as The White Guar.
2: I'm Michael, though you might know me as Skurgicus or Moonsugar Leader.
1: <laughs> I am Felix,
3: also known as Banu Hanamasaishi. I do Redguard stuff. Mm hmm and
2: and
0: what was it that that guy from the
3: uh oh yeah that uh, that the guy c- from the both fifth column video about brunch <laughs> yeah. being cancelled
0: yep uh brunch is cancelled um so um today we're talking about nocturnal because i mean to be honest because nocturnal's next in line, but you know i and and this is one of the things that I was actually really this is one of the day I was really excited to talk about because um e s o has been very kind to nocturnal. There's been a lot of really good stuff written about Nocturnal. A lot of good stuff about how the Khajiit worship Nocturnal or view Nocturnal. And just, um, yeah, time to get confused about the ending of the Skyrim Thieves Guild quest. That's a... We could yeah. definitely have to cover that. Um, and Nocturnal is one of those, Daedra, that represents an actual, like, mythically speaking, a good thing. the The idea of, you know, darkness and... Um, uh, You know, The Unfathomable Mystery, and so on. Nocturnal's one of those Deidre's that has a lot of titles. A lot. Including The Mistress of Shadows, The Unfathomable Mistress of Shadows, which is better than the former one. The Shadow Thief, The Unfathomable, The Empress of Murk, The Shadow Queen, The Lady of Twilight, The Daughter of Twilight, The Lady of Shadows, The Mystery of Mystery, The Mistress of Mystery, The Mother of Shadows, Lady Luck, The Night Mistress, and The Saint of Suspicion.
3: Also, basically, Pete Gotham.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah a little bit big big, big titty goth g f mm-hmm. and uh
3: i was thinking it but you said it well yeah
0: um so what one of the reasons why I like nocturnal so much is because again he or she or whatever uh embodies a very primal energy of um darkness but also uh it's a it's a sort of a, a very uh a primal dark it's what a lot of people think about when they think about um, either Anu or Padame, depending on your point of view. Uh, one of them is either a br- bright brightness or a, a darkness. Um, it's, it's In my experience, it's almost always Padame, I think. Um, but whether or not that's an accurate way to think about them or not, is, we're not going to get into that. But um, But one of the things that I was doing before prepping for this cast was I was looking up Um, darkness as a concept in mythology and other religions and, you know, know, world, world history, just ancient mythology. Yep. And um, I found some very interesting stuff. I found so much interesting stuff. I didn't really get anything really, really juicy because I was just getting wiki lost. Um, And, uh, but one of the thing, one of the things that was brought up in an article I was reading was, and I'm just talking about, the non specific concept of darkness in general is the importance that darkness plays on mythology and religion and worldview in very early culture. I mean, exceedingly early. Because one of the things that you want to keep in mind about darkness is um, one of the things you want to keep in mind about human history and psychology and et cetera is it's all fundamentally uh you can all trace it all the way back to basically apes hide- huddling together in a cave and when early human as an or when the human organism uh first began um darkness and nighttime was not something that we did well in um we we did probably better than we do now <laughs> uh due to certain evolutionary stuffs uh, i'm thinking about eyesight specifically but um it wasn't something that we operated well in with mankind has to the best of my knowledge, never been a nocturnally based organism. um We hunted better in the daytime, we hunted better when we could see things. so at night, what you ended up with was a lot of very primitive people um huddled together in a cave, listening out um away in the darkness outside of their fire um outside of their fires to horrible fucking noises and terrible things happening. <laughs> And when you think about the incredibly random stuff that happens on this planet, like um, uh, volcanoes and lightning and ball lightning and um, uh, weird atmospheric phenomenon, uh, meteor showers, um, all this other kind of stuff, eventually you kind of start to wonder, um, how did primitive people react to that stuff? And my suspicion is badly. So I think I suspect a lot of the fundamental parts of mythology and religion in uh, from a scientific point of view probably started from people trying to from primitive people trying to explain things happening in the dark that they couldn't see. So there's a lot of fear that happens as a result. Um, There are very few people in modern world in modern times nowadays that will tell you that they have absolutely no problem being stuck in a pitch black room or a closet or something like that. It makes everybody nervous. Um, there, uh, any parent will tell you that the second you turn off the lights, you know, uh, 99 out of 100 children will just lose their minds. Um, and... Uh, son uh
1: practically has a flashlight aimed at his face at all times.
0: Exactly. And uh, that's not... That doesn't speak ill of them. That's because they're human. Yeah. They're They're people. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that nocturnal is associated with darkness and fear should not be a surprise. Um, and it's almost definitely not a surprise. I'm almost definitely telling you, guys, telling everybody things that they already know. Um, yeah, big, stupid babies. Uh, <laughs> um, but what that means is that, uh, if you keep that stuff in mind, then going back and reviewing, uh, early religion or even modern religion and looking at, uh negative forces and re- reading the language used to explain them or describe them you'll often find words like dark or obscure or etc uh uh threatening darkness you know related uh, metaphors because this is sort of the this is where darkness has been tied um when uh, Nocturnal as a Daedra is, uh, the idea of a Daedra representing the negative aspects of darkness is not surprising. But what we like about the Elder Scrolls universe is that they almost never just leave it there in a the simple place. Nocturnal also represents a lot of the other aspects of darkness, including the void, including possibility, including um, uh, the secrets and well, she's, uh, mystery. She's associated
1: mystery. She's associated with luck, too, at least yes. in regards to, to thieves. Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah, I I have a, um a, a few things to sort of before we get fully onto nocturnal. Um there's one thing I want to add, Chris. Um about early humanity and the darkness and our resistance to it. All fantastic points. This is also why a lot of um early humanity places a lot of great emphasis on fire gods and the cycles right. of the moon. Mhm. Because that was a way of being able to see, albeit imperfectly, at night, mm-hmm. which is also part of why a full moon, depending on the culture, was either a good thing or a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. in certain cultures, a full moon was usually a portent of doom, because it meant more dangerous wild animals you could see it. Could also see you. See yeah, them, and so it was mm-hmm. kind of terrifying, and it was more dangerous. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alternatively, for others, the idea of a new moon sparked the notion of a new cycle. This is how a lot of people kept track of time. And time, especially in um, Hinduism, is often associated with the darkness because before time began, there was only darkness. And mm-hmm. even in darkness, time can still be a thing. Mm-hmm. And this is also why, um, the sort of like you touched on a bit with the void and everything. I think I actually mentioned this a while back when like we had we were talking about Kali in relation to some aspects and like ego death and stuff. The reason why Kali is typically depicted as black or a very like deep sky blue is because she represents um the void and the purity of the cosmos and time, which is the absence of light and any kind of mm-hmm. force projection. It's it's a weird form of purity, depending mm-hmm. on who you ask in Hinduism. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that on top of it in terms of um, alternative um, cultural reasons and adding on to the whole why darkness is scary or can be a sign of opportunity or new beginnings in certain cultures.
0: Yeah, and and as you've also pointed out by extension, why light and brightness and the sun frequently ended up being um, the uh uh, uh the, the the main god of uh a lot of religions sun worshipping religions including Judaism Judeo-Christianity is because um the sun bring, brought brought <laughs> um light and safety and warmth and uh all all those things you can associate with it and fire just sort of felt to a lot of people like well we've just taken what's in the sky and we've brought it down to the earth you know so see also the theft of fire and etc. Prometheus. Yeah. 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 yeah there's mm-hmm.
3: lots of Promethean myths in a variety mm-hmm. of um, religions referring to um, there's usually some mythic figure. I'm pretty sure in like Polynesian cultures, I think it's Maui or some other yeah, like, cultural well, that's, figure that's, who like that's the, fire.
1: that's the whole plot of Moana. So. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> right. But, but like, again, it's, it shows like everyone has the sort <laughs> of fire origin story and you can also see in human history the evolution of gods as it were it starts off where the most important gods are like fertility gods Mm -hmm. hunting gods and fire gods
1: because those uh, are the things
3: that early came or or like the
1: or like the sun but but But, then
3: the, the sun becomes very prominent once we figure out agriculture right and then that's also when they start to study the stars more often which is why the babylonians had so much time to stare at the sky and figure out constellations and write down codes and shit. It's because they figured out agriculture. Mm -hmm. This is why so many sun gods become very important and harvest gods. And then there's all these different gods that explain all the facets of society and culture and wealth and art. And then as that evolves and our societies become more complex and we understand more of the world, it then becomes kind of tied around these sort of core concepts or beliefs of a single creator. And there is a purpose to existence, be it to serve God in the afterlife or to be reincarnated and break the cycle of existence because existence is a trap. Ding ding ding. Like that you start to see that then religion becomes far more philosophical after Mm -hmm. a while, as opposed to just worshiping the different like biological things that you can see and feel around you, right? Like it's a constant change in gods. Like we don't need to pray to fertility gods anymore because we have fertility science to figure it
0: right. out mm-hmm. because we understand it more in in, in fact one of the thing, one, one well one of my favorite quotes from um, um yeah alejandro hodorowsky is that uh, when a uh, and i'm paraphrasing it but when um a man stands in the desert he forms a shadow of a sundial and begins to measure time and measuring of and the measuring of time is the beginning of culture uh and that goes to exactly what you were saying, which is that when you begin to measure time, you begin to be able to plan for harvest and season. And the moment you can start planning for the harvest and to control and to create agricultural science is the moment that you can stop spending every fucking living minute hunting things. And,
4: and just the moment to you gain yeah.
0: Right. The moment you gain that freedom to, like, slow down and look around at the world around you, you begin to think about it, you begin to analyze it, and you begin to develop culture. You begin to develop science. You begin to develop um, religion. And, mythology. uh... Hmm?
3: Yeah, religion. Mythology. Yeah, exactly. View, all these things. Art. Exactly. exactly.
0: Art. Oh, oh no. Innovation. No, no. <clears throat> yeah, and you're right, Matthew. It's a, the sun is not always a, a feminine or, or, or is not always a masculine or feminine force. It, it it can vary depending on culture and all kinds of things. It, it goes all over the place. Um, and there there are I think there were I think I remember reading something about a religion that considers the sun to be part of the sky, and so the sky itself is also part of a is is actually one large entity. And I can't remember the name of it,
4: but.
3: Is that uh, I
0: don't I can't remember I don't uh, uh, that's at the it's so near the end of my um uh my memory that I might actually just be making that out of my ass um so uh Michael I don't suppose you know anything about nocturnal vis-a-vis the Khajiit by any chance do you
2: oh of course I do Good. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, what uh, else man. is he here <laughs> all kinds of reasons I, but khajiit's I, I, one of them <laughs> khajiit is definitely one of them mm-hmm. um yeah and so i had said uh last time on the on the namira cast that i had a heresy to share yes. about nocturnal mm-hmm. and since then i've 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 looked into it and discovered it's not a heresy it's just a khajiit theology oh okay. so um <laughs> you know it's all good but uh let's see <clears throat> so we've let's let's back up for just a second Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, that I'm going to read is from the favored daughter of Fatome, and it's, uh, about, uh, Lorkaj's death and, uh, Namira, and then I'll, I'll explain. Oh, uh, I'll I will go I to the, one, yeah. this, I'll go to the second reading and it'll make sense. Lorkaj stood in the doorway. He was broken and bleeding and there was a hole in his chest, but the great darkness was still in his blood and it filled the hole where his heart had been. The dark masts beat like a heart, and black blood spilled out onto the threshold. Azora heard each beat of the heart like the beating of a drum, and each drop of blood tapped to form a rhythm she felt in her tail. But Fatime had taught Azora the names of all the spirits, and so she recognized the great darkness for what it was, and she roared in time with the song, Er, Dra, Namira. And that's repeated. And Azora tore out the dark heart of Lorkaj, and all the darkness in him came with it, and she cast it beyond the sea mm. okay so that's namira as the darkness inside of uh we talked last time about uh namira being the darkness awakened uh that whole thing with young those of you uh playing uh the game there's another one check off <laughs> <now>. uh, <laughs> you knew it wasn't gonna take long <laughs> But uh, as darkness awakens. So <clears throat> then we go over to Amandro and the dark spirits, and he talks about Noctra and calls her the shadow thief, daughter of twilight, born from the black blood of Lorkaj mm-hmm. at the steps of the void gate. In these songs, Boethra battled this spirit, that being Noctra, until it knew it was not Namira. When this was done, Noctra was brought before Azura to be judged. Azura showed mercy and allowed Noctra to live so long as she served Azura and the Jockajay. That's the moons. Uh, but Noctra is rebellious by nature, so she stole, stealing, one of Azura's keys and fled back into the void. Hmm darkness. It is written that Azura sent the true spirit of Lorcodge the moon prince to find her and ever since Noctra has aided the Khajiit when called. Tribes may whis- whisper to Noctra for silent shade and luck, do not summon her to perform vile deeds for this will bring the dark capital D dark with her. Mm. So there's a lot there yeah. to chew on. Um yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, Nocturnal it, had an identity crisis and thought she was Namira when She play. thought mm-hmm. she was
2: Namira. So there is a very th- we could spend hours on this, but so there is a very deep connection between Namira and Nocturnal. Yeah. And uh so we said of Namira that Namira was the darkness that had awakened. So quick quick return and sum up for this for those of you who didn't see the Namira cast. Um So Carl Jung writes at one point uh, to achieve enlightenment, one does not draw figures of light, but makes the dark awake or awakens the darkness or Mm -hmm. something that, that I'm paraphrasing. And it's the idea of persona and shadow, right? That we have within us, these, these two natures. One is our idealized self persona. That's what we showed to the world. That's who we'd like to think we are. The other is the shadow, which is the parts of ourselves that we don't like and we reject and we repress. And, the conflict between these can can lead us into all kinds of hypocritical problems. And Jung says what we have to do is reconcile the two together and recognize that they're both a part of ourselves. Right. Okay. So uh, and you do that by making the darkness conscious. You you, you confront or or uh, confess or whatever and say, Okay, this is these are the dark parts of myself and then you have to kinda work with that. Yeah. So you have last to time have yeah. to accept them, uh, and it's yeah, been- it's not even like an exorcism thing. It's no. more of like an acceptance. Like this is, it's kind of this is who I am.
0: Any of you guys um, play Persona Four by any chance?
3: Yeah, a little bit,
0: but it, it, there's a lot of that in Persona Four. A lot of that in Persona nice. Four. Mm-hmm. So the we persona
3: said- games are good for that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, they are. As as a matter of fact, Persona Five is basically the hero's journey from the tarot. It's oh wow, yeah, yeah. It's really I I freaking love that series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Shit, you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you? did you? Do you know the last? Uh, did you see the end of Persona 5? Felix?
3: Uh, Persona 5 the Golden? No, either. Oh, one. Sorry, no, not called uh, Royal. I mean,
0: uh, yeah, uh, either one. But pr- <laughs> there's a the, yeah. the ending cinematic to Persona 5. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay, watch <laughs> it again and take a look at what the last thing Joker does. What's he do? You remember? He's kind of halfway out of the roof of the, of the van and he does something right before the credits roll. I'll wait for it. Like, like at, after the cast is over, go, go ahead and check it out.
3: Yeah, I don't, I'll have to mm-hmm. look at that again. Cause I just remember the, the, the van and they're like driving off for summer vacation. But mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Remind yeah. me again at the end of cast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, they're, they're very, very good. <laughs> um,
3: You'd like okay. them, Michael. So, yeah.
0: yeah, I think, yeah. If you, Michael, if you're into JRPGs at all, and you have to be to like Persona, but do. if you're into them, then yeah, then you should check it out. Check it out. It's really, really good. <clears> They're <throat> cool. very, very metaphysical. Very. Gotcha. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. I, uh, one of my one of my nephews is really into it, and it, it looked oh. very cool.
4: Uh-huh.
2: Anyway, going back then to uh, Words of Clan Mother on uh <clears throat> she says that when the darkness. Uh, that, well, I forget exactly, and I don't have it up here, but basically that the darkness knew knew itself and knew its name was Namira. So, we said that Namira is the darkness made conscious, and my heresy, which I think is pretty legit, is that Nocturnal is the darkness not awakened. The raw, mm. visceral ah. shadow. <coughs>
3: Okay.
0: Okay, actually I like that. And I and the the more I think about it, the more that makes sense. Because nocturn the, the darkness awakened, in other words, the darkness that is known, mm. would not be the darkness of mystery.
2: No. Yeah.
0: It would yeah, it would be the, more yeah, like Namira in of. the respect that it's an evil that you are making good with. Mm. But nocturnal mm. as a unwoke unawoken um uh, mystery uh Makes a lot of sense because <laughs> it's the it's that it's the it's that part of it's the darkness the part of your personality that you are not aware of, right? And therefore, it's more dangerous if you think about it.
2: Okay, okay. What's up, love Felix? Felix <laughs> I love when Felix gets to smile. Talk mm-hmm. to me. Okay,
3: so <laughs> again, as we've discussed before, there's usually spheres within spheres and different aspects of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Nocturnal is the malicious darkness or the metaphysical darkness of one's soul. Vermina mm-hmm. is the darkness within which your fears and nightmares from what you can't see reside. Nocturnal is the darkness from which all possibility can flow forth
1: mm-hmm. yeah. so okay. absolutely absolutely, yeah,
4: mm-hmm. so is that
1: is that, is, that, is that is that was that was something I said in chat earlier is because uh, some folks were, were um, ascribing fear to nocturnal, when it's not necessarily... No, it's really, uh, uh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear isn't necessarily her thing. Being unknowable mm-hmm. is yes. her thing. We naturally fear point. the unknowable, so yes. Yes. I mean, there's a tangential link there, but... As, as with it, all different spheres, right? They're yeah. all kind of
3: operating within each other. Yeah, if, but, if, but if, the, you, if you want to think of it, think of it like, you know, how sometimes there's bubbles that have other bubbles on top of them, but it's yeah, all part mm-hmm. of the same structure.
1: Like that. Yeah, I have I have a much simpler um description of that phenomenon. Um okay. but but right now is not the time for it. Um, okay. but I mean my, my, my whole point with Nocturnal is that I mean we why do we fear the darkness in the first place? It's because we don't know what's there, it could be right. anything, therefore the darkness must be possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it, it encompasses um, so many things that
3: could be. Well, yeah, and that's uh, and that's sort of what I was about to yeah. to
1: start saying that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm know, I'm, I'm, not s- I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Okay,
3: good. <laughs> I, I'm glad. I'm glad it's smelling good at least. Um, mm. But basically, um,
1: like turpentine. Mm. No, um,
3: <laughs> but to to sort of throw it back to um, some of my exposure, and again, this is just what I remember. I'm probably remembering it imperfectly because when I was first taught a lot of this stuff, I was like. a a child, like six or seven years old when I was first reading Mm. and hearing about like Hindu stories and religion and things like that. So very imperfect understanding. But one of the things that was told to me was that, um, and you see it with certain depictions, like it's not just Kali. Sometimes you'll see um, Shiva and Vishnu being depicted in all black, denoting an aspect relating to time creation there's this sense of possibility and when you go to bed at night there was there's some story and hopefully someone can find it but basically the idea was um when you go to bed at night and you close your eyes the first thing you see is darkness but then the mind starts to go and it fills the darkness with a dream and at the end of the day this like the way it was explained was that um this is ultimately um what The concept of brahman and atman are which Mm. is that Mm. your um it's that the world and the universe it's all this dark sea and uh the idea is to break the cycle and return to this to become one with all of creation and appreciate all of creation in its full breadth and possibility as part of the the dream basically it's all a big dream and um Some cultures as well, like uh, I found out about this recently, uh, the Aboriginal people of Australia, Mm. they actually view certain um, dark clouds that you can see in the Milky Way as constellations, one of which is an emu. Um, The Maya, Mm. um, I think it's, uh, I forget if it's Shivalva or something else, but the the Great Black Streak is is like the highway of the dead to the stars or something like Mm -hmm. that. So, Even when there's total darkness, various cultures around the world have seen fit to incorporate it in some positive or just maybe not positive, but a necessary aspect of their religious or like just general world view. And what this ultimately means, at least for me, in terms of nocturnal, is um, nocturnal's aspect of darkness and the shadow is um it's the one of possibility it's the realms of oblivion it's the shadow behind the moons it's the shadow that you know casts in the light of magnus which is its own form of magic it is the uh it it is the veil behind which vampires and werewolves can frolic freely it aids in your stealth when you wish to sneak it is a blessing. It is opportunity.
4: hmm
0: And that's... Um, so, uh, you know, and that actually kind of segues us up very nicely into the artifacts of Nocturnal. You're welcome! Which we should cover. Yeah. Um, almost all of which are basically, you know, what you're going to be using if you're playing a stealth archer build and if you're not playing a stealth Ar- yeah. archer build, then what the fuck are you doing? Uh, So... A huge item in Oblivion is the Grey Cowl of Nocturnal, which is used uh, in the Thieves Guild quest. Um not really going to spoil it because it's one of the best series of quests in the game. The and best. if you haven't played Oblivion, then again, what the hell are you doing?
1: Yeah, oh, it's been, it's what, 15 game. years since that came out?
0: Uh, I, well, just about and it's going to be another 15 years until we see another goddamn Elder Scrolls game so um
2: let's hope not
0: let's hope not uh, so um what's interesting i think about about the gray cowl of nocturnal is the the sort of the um the curse i guess you want to say of the gray cowl which is that whoever whosoever whosoever wears it shall be lost in the shadows his true name shall be unknown to all who meet him so this is again this is the idea of the of nocturnal representing the darkness of possibility This is, uh, uh, you know, uh, anonymity, basically, because you're, you're obscured. Um, Uh. his identity shall be struck from all records and histories. Memory will hide in the shadows, refusing to record the name of the owner to any who meet him. He shall be known by the cowl and only by the cowl. Does this remind anybody of zero sum?
3: Like, yes, but a little different because zero sum requires the awareness of it, whereas... This is
4: just mm-hmm. kind
3: of like a contract with artificial zero
0: sum. Yeah, it's it's um it's similar it's, it's, in the respect that we, we speculate that zero sum erases you from history. But uh, this seems to be more of a voluntary thing, whereas zero summing is just like, I mean, zero summing is the sort of like it's the equivalent of the universe just saying, whoa, you were not supposed to do that. I'm yanking you before there's a bigger problem. It's the it's it's yeah. uninstalling your exe, you know? Um yeah it's 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 disabling your mod. Uh, <laughs>
3: is 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 it pressing alt F4?
0: Yeah, basically it's it's rebooting but then you know they we we disable the mod that included you and we wipe all the local variables. And, you know. uh-huh. Um so unfortunately if we talk any more about the Great Call of Nocturnal we're going to ruin the Thieves Guild quest and I really don't want to do that because I want people to go out and play the damn thing. Um the skeleton key however is something that shows up in a whole mess of games. Uh-huh. Um and it's almost always being used as a MacGuffin of some kind. Uh, but I think it's in. It's in Skyrim. I think. I that don't they, think it,
1: don't think it was Skyrim? a MacGuffin
0: in Oblivion. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say it's it's yeah. in in Oblivion. It's used. That's what it was. It was a MacGuffin in Skyrim, but in Oblivion, it's yeah. actually used for part of a quest. Yeah, and then I
1: was <laughs> it present in Morrowind. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It
0: was was it uh skeleton yeah, key. find out
1: very quickly.
0: Yeah, I'm already on UASP so.
2: I think the skeleton key was in Morrowind. It is in Morrowind. Oh,
3: yep, that's what I thought.
0: Uh Divith, Divith Fear apparently had it. Sought the Sil apparently used
3: to own it. Yeah, like it's it's been in every game. The skeleton key has been in Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion and Skyrim.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Apparently created by by Nocturnal. That makes sense. Um, although the Khajiit say that it used to be Azura. Oh, that's the key that you were talking about.
2: That's that, the key that was. still That stolen, Azura yeah. gives her.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or that, that she steals. She yeah. steals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and it would make sense because Azura's sphere is uh, liminality or yeah. uh, gateways. And the skeleton key is a gateway to other stuff. And that's yeah. in the, the Skyrim uh thieves guild quest
0: uh yes that's right
2: um i'm sure we'll come to that later
0: uh we could probably do it now considering what we're talking about um actually do we want to because i don't i didn't want to spoil this thieves guild in oblivion so maybe we should that's true We don't don't (laughs) want to spoil it but yeah not too much i mean it's been a while but uh, whatever
2: um, Maybe it's enough to say that the locks that the skeleton skeleton key can't talk today uh, can open are more than physical locks. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's actually. Which we uh, I remember.
1: Knew. Huh. Which we already knew. We yeah. know that the skeleton key can unlock uh, metaf- metaphorical doors. Yeah. As well, I was
0: waiting for me to get the ability to be able to unlock people. Oh man. Which I'm sure would be the most horrifying thing you've ever seen. But I mean, technically, uh, a sword
1: new is the key. Un-
4: yeah.
3: Technically, a sword is the key, because when you stab it in people, yeah. it unlocks yeah, their death.
0: Unlocks all their guts. Yeah. It all just comes flying out of them. Yeah,
3: yeah it's the loot drop. Right. If you an orange <laughs> gun,
1: that's your loot drop. I got, I got a legendary spleen.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mercer oh. Frey unlocks himself. Yeah, that's right. I forgot.
3: Um, hmm. One th- one thing, though, to sort of turn this back to Nocturnal and um, stuff in, in ESO, um, if I recall correctly, ESO makes it so that the origin of the Thieves' Guild as we know it is actually in Hammerfell and Alba's Landing,
1: Okay, I think. Well, so- I, I think it's just that particular Thieves' Guild. Cause remember, the Thieves' Guild is not a singular uh, entity. There are lots right. of different Thieves' Guilds that are they're unaffiliated with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.
3: I guess that's technically true, right? Okay. So um, then my question about that then is um, that's how that one started. But then um, in in the game Morrowind, when you eventually get to the point where you can take over the Thieves' Guild, there's a series of quests you have to do with um, these gloves. Are those gloves from Nocturnal?
2: Wow, it's been too long.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think so.
3: Okay, because then Shit. my whole thing is um, that that quest, if it is tied to Nocturnal and stuff, um, it actually paints her in a very good and favorable light because. Um, The idea is you have to use these gloves while committing these quests and to return stolen goods to the people who either need them most or who Mm. rightfully
4: deserve them. Mm. And so where I'm going with this. Is what if this
3: means that Nocturnal is ultimately the force in the Elder Scrolls that keeps having magical artifacts disappear from those who aren't worthy and then appropriates them to other more mm. worthy people.
1: Mm. Could that be her motivation for mm. trying to um, take control of crystal like law? Oh,
3: Possibly
1: I'm
3: just I'm just spitballing because that was a question I had of like, hey wait a second. Are these things connected?
2: I mean, all of the Daedric artifacts do eventually Ooh. disappear and end up some with somebody else. I yes, mean, I that's know, but how... they
3: disappear into the darkness and then reemerge yeah. thanks to thievery. I'm kind well, of like, you know,
2: yeah. And Felix okay. is—I kind
3: of, think what Felix
0: is getting at is maybe what they do is they get returned to Nocturnal, and then Nocturnal decides where they're going to show back up again.
3: Yeah, basically, <laughs> like I think a form of that.
0: <clears throat> She's like FedEx, but for Daedric artifacts.
1: Game day delivery.
4: Yeah.
1: Let's be real. She's more like on track.
4: Oh. Hmm.
0: Well, uh, that's actually got a lot. To, uh, it's actually got me processing quite a lot because what I'm thinking is not necessarily is this nocturnal, but rather, if it isn't, then who is it? Because it ought to be somebody. There really ought to be some kind of a force if it isn't nocturnal that you know re that re that distributes
4: hmm <laughs>
1: well, who's, who's who's the uh, who's the kajidi Khaji- Khaji- thief deity oh um it's not, uh, it's not it's not rajin is it yeah it's rajin, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, rajin. i almost said okay. Razumdar
1: yeah yeah i know i know um okay yeah cuz i mean which one yeah good question <laughs> that that that, that yeah. seems like something rajin would do Yeah, there's a whole there's a whole like reappropriation in 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 elsewhere where you're going to collect all the things that he stole and spread around just for Mm -hmm. the fun of it. Right. So. um,
0: Yeah, that was going to be the the Thieves Guild quest in uh, Tattered Amelion was going to be you stealing increasingly ridiculous things like the love of a woman and um oh, the tattoo of a slowed. And I need that slowed. guy's
1: prosthetic leg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was the first one was you had to steal somebody's artificial eye and then uh uh and then you had to steal the tattoos off of a slowed, and then you had to like all this no, kind of kind of crazy ooh, shit. Ooh, yeah.
1: slowed tattoos. I never thought yeah. about
0: that. And then That's at good. the Sounds dope <laughs> what what you think is going to be the end of the of the quest line, they tell you you basically get told by Rajin to return everything in reverse order. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And so you have to sneak back into these places where that you've already been stolen from where they're expecting more thievery to happen. So it's even harder and get all of this stuff back. And one way or another, we were trying to work out this way where it was all going to form this big um, uh, myth, like, you know, uh, of, of like a series of events that all um, added up together that in, in Ford, like it, like forwards, it wouldn't make any sense. But if but when you do it in reverse, <laughs> it all of a sudden you you start to realize that you're fulfilling a myth that is, you know, described in a book somewhere or something. But mm-hmm. we we never really got the chance to really. I mean, it was it was going to be like it was going to be a big brain quest quest, and we never had the chance to sit down and really beat our heads against it. Um, because it was well, supposed to be a That's real a like holy shit moment you know. at the end of it, but we never.
4: Oh yeah. Well, it all um, sounds fun until way, you have
0: to do it.
3: <laughs> true enough. True enough. Um, by the way, I was looking up, um, the gloves in the sub guild oh, yeah. mm-hmm. in Morrowind. Uh, it's the Bal Malagmer, the stone fire men. And Ooh. that's the sub faction. It's basically like, you gotta be like Robin hood. Um, and mm. then you can become leader of the thieves guild. And, um, it's about, you know, rekindling the fires. So And that was in like which enti- expansion? Uh no, it wasn't in expansion. It was just oh, in Morrowind. It
4: was like game. a subclass yeah. oh, okay.
3: for the Thieves Guild if you wanted it and if you did stuff before achieving the Master Thief
4: achievement or something like
3: mm-hmm. that. Um <clears throat> so uh I don't think that's tied to Nocturnal then, but again I still stand by my main okay. thing of Nocturnal could be the force that makes um yeah, things you know go bye-bye for a while and then reappear elsewhere for a more well. While se-
0: if it's not nocturnal, then who should it be? And my my first knee-jerk reaction was Azura, who deals with transitions. Mm-hmm.
3: Um. Uh. is the taskmaster. Uh,
0: well, then uh, Periakis would just be the quest giver. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's
3: the taskmaster.
0: Um, if not Periite, then yeah, I mean, uh, like, I for some reason or other, something in my head is trying to say uh clavicus vile, but I think it's because clavicus vile is all about like you know deals m- and
3: contracts.
0: I've got a well, cool but, toy. yeah, but but you know, like, uh, the temptation of stuff, so like you know. Like, you know, he re- redistributes the Daedric artifact to somewhere that would, where it will tempt somebody appropriate, you know? Sort of like who decides where the ring of power ends up, you know? Well, where's it going to do the most damage?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Hobbiton? <Yeah>. Good deal. <laughs> uh, uh, unlocks repressed aspects of self, zero covers, transition into manifesting. Yeah, sure. Um... The bow of shadows is another nocturnal uh, object that we can talk about if it wasn't really fucking boring. Um, the eye yeah. of nocturnal— not much has been said about that. It appears to be literally the eye because nocturnal can see through it, so that's interesting. I wonder how big it was. Um, and then there's Everglow, which is nocturnal's realm, uh, a realm of perpetual twilight. But it's not— mo- nope. It's—it's worth noting here that doesn't mean midnight.
1: Um.
3: Right. So I I have something to say so about the, like twilight. And, twilight and stuff means like
1: that. dusk. So yeah. Well,
3: mm, okay. Doesn't it? Technically speaking. Okay. Like dusk, sunrise, sunset. That is like when the sun is starting to show up. So mm-hmm. like literally, once the sun rises above the horizon. Um, that is. Sunrise, or when disc below the horizon, that is sunset. Yeah. What happens after that is when the sun is gone, but it's not dark night yet. You right. can still sort of see. That is twilight, mm-hmm. which is also why Azura kind of like Azura and Nocturnal they kind of share this sphere a little bit because Azura is the prince of dusk and dawn. Mm-hmm. So Nocturnal yeah. is just kind of like you know her her wingman or wing wing Daedra, and
0: <laughs> wing Daedra. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, like like a winged twilight, mm-hmm. but that's mm-hmm. Azura's Daedric that
4: servant.
2: Okay. Um, yeah. She yeah. is so, the daughter of Twilight.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So, oh wait, does that mean like Nocturnal is actual mom and like Azura's her like raging daughter?
2: No, 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 like, no, no. Other no, way around. Nocturnal other way is the daughter oh, of Twilight. Okay. okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So again, big connection between Azura and and Nocturnal here. Although I do want to agree with Matthew Schroeder in chat, real quick. Everglom does strike me as an extremely comfy realm. It it just, I mean, I, I, if you go there it in ESO, bad it bad. looks really quite lovely. Actually, <laughs> it's it's very nice. Um, probably yeah, too many it birds. It
3: doesn't sound bad. It doesn't sound bad at all. I mean, yeah. live there forever. I don't know about. I don't it. know about I,
0: that. Yeah, I don't know about that.
3: But it's like to to visit, have a nice, you know, <clears throat> get afternoon. a good night's sleep,
0: right? You know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, but, uh, one thing that,
0: uh, um, having your shadow come alive and kill you sounds fantastic. Stop bringing up things that are real doc. Don't, don't stop saying things that are true. Well, okay, uh,
3: but this ties into sort of what Michael was saying earlier Airbnb. from Carl Young about, um, mm-hmm. the shadow and the darkness. And we <clears> actually <throat> see that in the Shivering Isles, yeah. um, expansion in Oblivion where Shere Goroth makes you face, a dark shadowy version of yourself which mm-hmm. if you become an overpowered character is a problem is actually a really <laughs> difficult boss battle to do yeah um and so you know there is this idea of of the darker self which some would argue is the true self but i'm kind of more of the fan of it's it's a part of you it's kind of like yin and yang it's like the good and the bad the bad and the good like there's mm-hmm. We're complicated, and that's why black and white is kind of dumb, and everything should be a gray maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to bring it back to Nocturnal and those shadows and Everglom and, and all that stuff. Um,
0: oh, uh, real quick, I don't know if you played the intro quest to Clockwork City? No. Um, okay, so the, the intro, if you get the Clockwork City DLC, they give you a starter quest to to like get you into it. And it actually involves people's shadows coming alive and trying to kill them. Cool. And this is actually oh, yeah, leads cool. into the role that Nocturnal plays in the in the Clockwork in the uh, Clockwork City DLC. So it's um it, it it's ac- it's uh, an actual honest to god like Evergloam Shadows trying to murder you.
3: Yeah. I I need to play so yes 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 it's really I know, good I know, I know but it's um, really good Every I four, know yeah. I've been told this for years and I've wanted to. But, uh, <laughs>
0: Well unfortunately, um, you're at this weird position now where there's so much goddamn content in the game. Yeah. But like I don't even know where to tell you to
3: start, man. I mean it's there's a lot. I will always know where to Reaper's start. March. That is with the Daggerfall Covenant and my oh. boys no. the Redguards.
0: Well, the, well the Daggerfall Covenant as much as I hate to say anything good about Bretons, the Daggerfall Covenant uh, the, the Daggerfall Covenant has a fantastic intro quest. The the um Yes it does. Yeah, yes it, it does. It it's actually a re- it's probably one of the uh, it, if it's not the best like of the of the three um, areas that you can start in vanilla-ass ESO, it's probably, in my opinion, the best early starting quest. Um, I I really liked uh dagger uh um uh, I I really liked the um, the Morrowind areas, um, uh or, or whatever. But uh I I I I really think the Daggerfall Covenant really has a, some excellent questing to do there at least early on. I haven't gotten all the way through it, so you know. I haven't um, done it at
3: all, but um, my, my main <clears> point about <clears throat> nocturnal and why I'm also mentioning the Daggerfall Covenant a bit is I want to bring up um, the 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 red a part of the Redguard monomyth that um, I've been thinking about a lot lately. Mm-hmm. As as some people in chat may know, I do also run the Facebook page, um, the Land of Song, and I haven't uploaded there in so long. That's because I'm working on a lot of things behind the scenes that I'm trying to figure out metaphysically before I do that and not just have it be a bunch of ramblings (laughs) like it's been until now. I want it to be a little more structured. And so one of the things that I've started picking up on, especially as we've done all these different Daedra casts, is that it's not really specifically told um, in Redguard culture about, you know, daedra there's gods and spirits and servants and evil malicious forces but there isn't like you know a red guard house of troubles there isn't mm. a Redguard, you
1: know which is which is interesting because that's how reachmen work too
3: yeah um mm-hmm. I, I love the reachman by
0: the way but yeah, um, the, the, the new expansion has got even more reachman lore in it and it's
3: which again it's another reason to play but anyway um <laughs> So I've noticed that like this is a, an area, and even from what I've seen from ESO, it's very lacking. But there's a couple parts in the monomyth that, to me, kind of go um, underutilized. Which is, at one point, it says that Sawtock was first serpent who came before, and all the worlds to come rested in the glimmer of its scales. So there's light. But what's outside of that light? It's the darkness. But Satok is just <clears throat> the one... Thing. It's not mm-hmm. until the hunger comes from within that you then have like time and the Anupadame dynamic that forms, etc., etc. And then there's a part that I personally love, and we see it in actually all the games, which is the star sign of the serpent, which is not a constellation at all. It's the absence of a constellation,
4: mm-hmm.
3: which, again, is very apt for Larkon, the missing God, like I get mm-hmm. that, and I feel that that is very accurate. At the same time, if we're talking about darkness and possibility in the Redguard myth, they say that um, after the hunger fell out, Steph was forced to. Um, uh, he was condemned to slink about in the dead skin, a hungry void that tries to eat the stars. And if a void is just the absent, the absence of light. And if nocturnal is the mistress of
4: darkness,
3: Mm. I feel like there's some kind of connection there that hasn't really been made before. And that's why I'm still struggling to kind of find and connect because I feel like that's definitely worth a connection. I just can't figure it out on my own yet.
2: Yeah. Remember that with the Khajiit nocturnal goes through identity crises where she thinks that she's Namira and Namira is the eater of the light Literally in Ob- in the Oblivion quest.
4: Hmm.
2: Then
3: hmm. maybe then maybe steps like uh, the the hungry void, the jealous void that tries to eat the stars. You could also make an argument that's Namira
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Nocturnal, who thinks she's Namira Oh also yeah.
4: Possible.
3: <clears throat> also. um while we're talking about like darkness and stuff, uh, I did touch on it briefly with like the talk of Hinduism and like Atman Brahman, the dark waters of creation. This is this also makes um, the discussion about the waters of oblivion relevant because you have waters of memory, but then you also have waters of oblivion. Um, I know we've talked about this before in like some other streams and Lorecast, perhaps even other casual ones. But um, if you have a a kind of um waters of oblivion which is kind of you know a fancy way for saying space and the and the stars and everything and that's how you navigate um
4: whose (laughs)
3: sphere is that is it like sit this because like the absence of stuff or is it nocturnal because it's dark and still related to like dark waters and stuff like that who's who's kind of Orchestrating this in the heavenly body that is the Arvis.
1: My 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 knee-jerk reaction is to say, "Oh well, it's a metaphor." But as we all know, well, yeah, metaphor may manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I because I, I I I want it to be poetic language that we don't know how to describe this, so we're just going to make something up that feels right. Um, and so in in this case. You know, well, let's compare it to you know the waters, the the mm-hmm. ocean, because it's mm-hmm. you know this terrifying, unknowable. Um, you know, we don't know what's you know twenty thousand leagues beneath us. We have no idea. Um, Irritatingly, and so that, <laughs> yeah, and so you know, terrors. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's a there's a almost a fearful reverence, um, some some kind of you know a a, a respect.
2: Uh yeah oh yeah yeah Um, I almost said it yeah I mean I mean
1: I mean let's take it out of test for a second I mean how many how many I mean if you think of a classic you know a sailor or a pirate how superstitious are they about the ocean you never kill an albatross out at sea Mm uh you know you you uh, don't sail on a moonless night you don't you know there there are so many different things that um, don't you know it's bad luck to be waking a man while he's sleeping. Uh, yeah yeah i mean there's there's so many things like that out at sea <laughs> and that you know you you respect the 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 sea because she is a cruel mistress <laughs> and you know she will sink you as soon as hold you aloft or mm-hmm. or whatever you know um and so i wonder if that same that same sort of flavor of of reverence and respect is being applied to oblivion because we don't know what can happen you you sail out onto it you could you could crash land somewhere and have no way home you could get through just fine we don't know let's not treat it like something that you know you can't just you know it's not like walking down the hallway you you see what's in front of you it's anything can come from any direction and I don't know I mean that's 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 how i interpret it but i mean the the real the real problem i'm trying to, to grapple with here is how do we convert that into something literal? Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously a metaphor and metaphor <clears throat> makes manifest. So let's I, I, I can't really find a link between memory and oblivion. I mean, I guess, um, I, I guess Hermes Mora could fit in there somewhere, you know, all the forbidden knowledge, all the, all the memories that aren't um, all the things that aren't remembered. Uh, the, the the memories exist, but no one remembers them, um, or something along those lines. Uh, in the
3: deep darkness of the oceans of memory?
1: Maybe. I don't know.
2: I mean, so it's, I, it's, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. No,
1: know, that was my dog.
2: Pup. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So
3: go ahead, Mike.
2: Sure. Uh, so I, I do have, uh, so I do get to bring up a heresy. So in... Uh, Yay, heresies! Uh, in words of Clan Mother Anissi, uh it talks about how Fatime went to birth, the last of her litter, far away in the great darkness. Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. Fatime gave birth to Lorkaj, the last of her litter, in the great darkness. And the heart of Lorcodge was filled with the great darkness. And when he was born, the great darkness knew its name was Namira. Now... Ooh does that yeah. that that raises some very very interesting thoughts. Uh but then we'd had this whole this whole thing from Dark Spirits where let me find it here again quick. Born from the black blood of Lorkaj, which we know is Namira
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh is Noctra and then she had to fight with Boethra until she knew her name was not Noctra. So there's there are some shenanigans here because it appears that the awakened darkness is first is this am i still okay um so i'm not quite sure how to work that one out but what it seems to me is that the great darkness the, un- is the unawakened darkness which is nocturnal so the the black seas of oblivion are nocturnal because they're possibility but they're not possibility they're negativity if you if you're you're Adric and you mm-hmm. go out into oblivion, you get noped out, unless you have a belief engine. More on that another time. But or you're um, in a spaceship. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're in a void ship. Or I, you, you know.
1: I I just I just had a thought feeding into that, Michael.
2: Please, please. Um,
1: rather than attributing it to a single prince, okay. I could not attribute it to all of them because all are present. This is where all spheres, True. connect the so waters of oblivion is the purest way to say well yeah it's not it's not nocturnal it's it's the slurry of all of them they're all yeah. here they're all lurking in, inside this now you
2: know, i space. I, <clears throat> I hate to get simplistic but
4: mm.
2: i was i was under the impression i, I i've been i recently did a uh, an rp with a character who starts in cold harbor which by the way i highly recommend great fun because Cold Harbor is awful and wonderful at the same time, and uh, of course you've got this wonderful blue goo everywhere, azorplasm. And yes, I, right, right. And some and there's a there's a book, and I can't remember which one it is that associates the azorplasm with the waters of Oblivion. That mm-hmm. that's the raw. What did they, it wasn't Creacia. It was it was like the opposite word because Creacia is would be Adric. Yes, yeah, well,
1: I, I, well, I mean, you can have chaotic creation. I mean,
2: okay, maybe it was chaosha or something. Like, it was something like that. Yeah, um, but it was the idea that the water of, of oblivion was the Azor Plasm, but that and that's the way that it, it's this blue goo is how it manifests in Cold Harbor, but it wouldn't necessarily manifest like that someplace yeah. else. Um, well,
1: well, see, and I always figured that was, you know, the the Azor Plasm mm-hmm. as as we see it is one interpretation of these waters that, yeah. That, each each realm of Oblivion has its own water it uses. Right, so like and they in, do. In, in, in Apocrypha, for example, all that liquid we see is actually ink. Ink, um, yeah. which I love. And and um, I don't. I mean, I don't think that's confirmed anywhere. That's that's something that me and someone else came up uh, with. No, I'm with you. I'm so with much you. sense.
0: I um, think uh, Re- Realmia Realmina Verinum's binding ritual. This is a character in Oblivion is her creating a necromancy. Oh, never mind. It's a necromancy. Never mind. Um, it may not apply, but the quote is, and last, the light of flesh, the illumination of soul, perception, thought, memory, imagination. I summon thee, walker in flesh, flesh of true flesh, from those waters of oblivion, which sire thy kind.
4: <clears throat> hmm.
0: A bit of a connection.
2: Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, so- I'm so I'm not I was gonna say you guys know that I'm crazy about void travel. And I'm and I'm just I don't quite know what to do with the voids between the realms. And I and I you know, I talk about void travel, but I don't mean the technical void, which would be Sithis. Nobody goes to Sithis. That's where you mm-hmm. gonna die. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the the spaces between the planes. Right. Right? I'm not, I'm not sure what to do with that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's its own realm or if it's just like the place where people hang out. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I don't, man. <laughs> I'm, Sorry. I, I'll put it this way: I'm not. I, I'm not entirely crazy about the the azure plasm being the waters of oblivion. I just. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think that makes, I think like you're saying, I think that makes things really, really complicated and doesn't really work with what a lot of other lore, not just what we understand, but like in general, like if you make that connection, then a lot of other things become unnecessarily complex, if not impossible, you know, um, And, I mean, generally speaking, like, I'll put it to you this way. If I were to end up somehow or another finding um, something that looks like an enantiomorphic event in the Elder Scrolls universe, and it's identified even as an enantiomorphic event, but it doesn't contain the three basic principles of, like, you know, the the king, the rebel, the observer, observer. and then, you know, the, the king protecting something that the observer steals and then the requisite betrayal... And it's depicted in a way that absolutely denies that one of those things happen. Then my knee-jerk reaction to that is going to be, well, I think somebody in the writing team screwed up. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be, oh well, I have to reevaluate the entire, you know, my my whole knowledge of blah 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 blah. It's going to be a mm, shrug. I, 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 I don't you know? know, I
1: mean, I I think the anamorph is one of those things that. I mean, it's such a broad kind yeah, exactly. of thing that, 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 I mean, we can interpret it to fit a whole swath of, of events. Yep. Uh, I mean, a good example that's also relevant to Nocturnal is the events of Somerset's storyline, exactly, life, exactly. Um, where, where you've got the, the triad, you've got Klavka's Fowl from uh, um, Nocturnal yeah. and Mephala. They're all trying <clears throat> to, uh, they're working together to accomplish this one goal. And mm-hmm. my interpretation of that was they all wanted to betray each other because they all wanted to be the thief in yeah. the antimorphic scenario. Right, and because the
0: thief is theoretically the one that gains the the big secret, the the yeah, treasure of the but, tower. But the yeah. thing
1: they didn't realize, the thing they 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 didn't think about, at least Mephala and Klapka's vile didn't think about, is that Nocturnal is the patron deity of thieves. That's right. her jam. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so what she's good at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, because they all tried to become the thief, that means it, it, it didn't necessarily work the way any of them intended it to. Yeah, I mean, Nocturnal right. obviously came out on top, but I think the Enantiomorph in that scenario failed
4: Yeah, right.
1: because they all tried to do the same thing. They all tried to that encompass the same role. Well, and if they so- had been
0: doing it properly, then they would have no- played their roles better, but... Yeah. Think about the three danger you're talking about here. I mean, how likely is that? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, because you can. Hmm? Well, okay, love, well, Felix. Yeah,
3: but before before I lose train of thought.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Lorcon, Blood, Namira, Azura, Nocturnal. Is that an enantiomorphic event, and does Nocturnal steal the title of Ur-Draw from Namira? Rebel, King, Observer. King is Namira. Rebel is um, Nocturnal. Observer is Azura. That might be an enantiomorphic event.
0: Who's who's the acting party? Where's the principle of action coming from? It's Azura, isn't it? Because she fights Namira.
3: No, I thought uh, Azura's the yeah, one who she... had to fight Nocturnal to no, that's like that's Boethra. Re- Boethra.
2: Boethra uh, fights right. Nocturnal. Right. Yeah. Uh, Azura oh, okay. Azura exorcises Namira.
3: Okay, so then maybe it's uh Boethra then that's there. But I'm feeling like there might be an enantiomorphic an event happening
0: there. Yeah maybe.
3: In the in the, in the void blood of Lorcan <laughs> to decide who gets to be King Shit.
1: <laughs> well one something yeah. that occurred to me just now um uh, is you're lifting list- off you know recurring themes of an antiomorph. i'm 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 gonna double back on on what i said about a failed an it failed as mm-hmm. far as Mephala and clavicus vile are concerned but sure. i think it succeeded <clears throat> where nocturnal was concerned yeah maybe but but clavicus vile and nocturnal both operate as the observer or or oh. the vestige operates as an observer.
0: Maybe, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, yeah. It's, because it's,
1: Nocturnal mm-hmm. rips the heart of Transparent Law out of Iachesis. He dies in the process. Mm-hmm. He was the king. Yes. Sure. And we witness this event. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean, we don't get maimed, but or, Copacus Vile and Nocturnal get banished. They get thrown out.
4: Just um, like Haches.
0: So, and
1: okay.
0: and So one one of the one of the little twists about the um an antiomorph is that it can it, it usually the thief um defeating the king is the event, and yeah. the mage witness and the, the observer witnesses this event to make it real. Yep. The um or well the the witness the witness watching the event and the betrayal makes it real. Um However, one thing that's that that kind of gets thrown around a lot in my head is who gains from a a an enantiomorphic an event. The answer is it doesn't have to be anybody, I think. I in order to sort of keep the enantiomorphic structure vague, I think it's advantageous to say that nobody has to gain. But sometimes it's fun to think about it like that. And um one of the things that I used to think was that the um, thief is always the person who gains from the enantiomorphic event. But the more I think about it, the more I suspect that the person who gains from it is actually the observer. Okay. And, um, or perhaps that the observer also gains something. You know. Um, oh, I so I'm, I I, know. yeah, I, I, it's 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 a little, it, it, like I said, this is really more sort of like an intellectual exercise that I've been rolling around in my head. I'm not really trying to encourage people to take this super serial. But, um, <laughs> but I am I, I am I'm, I'm kind of knocking the idea around in my head that like maybe the observer gets something in some of these circumstances, and one of the reasons why I'm suggesting that is that sometimes the player uh, character is clearly the observer in an antiomorphic event and comes out with something at the end of it. Now that that, might, that just might be video gamey stuff, like oh, you get experience points or a new uh, skill or something like that. You know, and
1: what did Ma- what did Magnus get? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, or, or what did Nur gain?
4: Hmm.
0: Yeah, that that's what. Yeah, and and that's uh, yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't have holes. I'm just saying it's something to roll around. Maybe yeah, Magnus I, did gain something from it. Maybe Magnus I, gained. I,
4: hmm.
2: And yeah. I, I, I I did want to boy, I don't know. This is maybe a little bit spoilery, but by God, it's nine years old. So yeah. at the at the end of the uh, uh, the Civil War quest, <laughs> you are watching as the rebel. So mm-hmm. it could be Ulfric. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is getting ready to kill Tullius or vice versa? Or vice versa, And they, yeah. they offer to you to be the one to do it, right? To make you the rebel, right? And of course, I told him, no, 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 no. this yeah, is you, your you mess, you bro. This probably, uh, yeah.
0: I'm, fucking want to do this. Yeah, you know, both of you guys are assholes. You figure it out. I
4: mean, I, mean, <laughs> you guys I, I
1: used spell mod to block off the room so the other people couldn't come in, so I could have all for call to myself. Mm-hmm.
3: But, um. <laughs> But uh, in terms of, like, what did they gain in the antiomorphic event? Um, so, okay. Uh, like, they were maimed, I guess you could say. But also, in terms of what they gained, Nur gained children, the worlds of creation. And if you want to um, argue about what Magnus gained, Magnus gained, um, I guess you could call it the the gateway to ethereus he's the hole through it that allows i think um
1: but he's magicka locked he's, huh? he's locked there is the problem he's he he looks back at 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 mundus and, and yeah. regrets leaving does he i mean he,
3: well i mean yeah, does, he, does he regret it or because like
1: my interpretation that's is like how, no you know what fuck this mess up that's always been how i've interpreted it because Damn. He, cuz he he collects the elder scrolls every now and again just to keep a record of what happened in the mundus of of you know all the possibilities all the things that that happened or, or could have happened or should have happened
3: then uh, maybe he, then maybe that could be his reward or it could also be that um uh by not being tied to existence not being um trapped on the skinball or anything like that he has maintained his true Full breadth of spirit and ever flowing, you know, immortality, and not be not being given true form yet. You could say that that might be something else he mm-hmm. gained.
2: There, there was. I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, there was something MK posted ages ago and an I. I think want to say it was an IRC where he talks about uh, Magnus. And it, it was yeah. it's almost it's almost a poem about how he I sends the Magna key back. Yeah, and I gotta mm-hmm. see if I can find it.
1: I know I know if if, if you read um LJ's uh Anuvanasi, he he talks about how um <laughs> ah, he must for a walk so bad. Um he talks about how you know when Magnus left part of part of him was scraped off. Mm-hmm. By you know the the hole that he made, like he he created a certain size hole, but not all of them could fit through it. So some of it had to fall off, and that's where we get Maroon's Dagon from, mm-hmm. um, or 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 you know, um, and then I mean he lost his eye potentially. Um, mm-hmm. I mean he's he's lost the ability to interact in any salient way with mm-hmm. the Mundus. He just kind of. It, it's kind of like he's locked in a security room, watching everything happen. He can't do anything about it. I mean, him being there is is important for magic reasons, but that's that's the extent of of, of his interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's a really weird, subjective kind of. Would you stop? <laughs> oh, wow. He whines
0: Poor pupper. It's fine. We're oh, kind of yeah. winding this one down that anyway. I think we're we're yawns talking yawns about Magnus off instead off of Nocturnal, off. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does this thing where he yeah, he yawns and then he whines to finish out the yawn. Yeah. Like you, know, you you yawn, you go, eh, he does that. Mm-hmm. He goes, he's not
0: technically barking. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's no. yawning. He's
1: just he's just yeah. Yeah, You yeah. do that all the time, huh? Yeah, Oh, don't give <laughs> me that. Yeah, like <laughs> No, I'm on.
0: I'm um, who we got to do next? Uh, uh, I can look.
1: It's Periite, I think. Perriot! Oh shit! Uh, well,
0: Perriot. I got, I got to, I got to find a way to work around LJ's schedule, just because I would not dare to discuss uh, Periite yeah, without like, without LJ. I,
1: I have, I have some fun heresies about Periite. Well, I do not. He's, he's
3: mom. easily the, the Daedra I know the least
1: about. It's, it's just, I, I'm, I'm of, I'm of the mind that he. He is the the manager of the Jills. Yeah, yeah, I, I've yeah, I know. I, I've, I've heard I like this idea.
0: It. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's well. I mean, I've got all kinds of questions be- about like disease in general in the Elder Scrolls universe. So you know, um, but we had a cast about that because COVID had just started. <laughs> Um. Yeah. That's so, right. yeah. Yep. Um. All right. So, uh, d- uh, do we need to wrap anything up? Um. um oh. Um. Uh, what was the shit? Was it select the, the selectiveslorecast at gmail I think it might be the selectiveslorecast at gmail I'm so bad at this. I forgot. Um. For any questions um, you guys might have, I don't know if we've received any yet. Um. Quick. We yeah. really would like to get some community questions going. Um. Oh, you can what, also show that? up Post in time. the. Uh, Discord channel uh which the link to which is in the description of this channel.
1: Make make a post on Tesla.
0: Um I may do that. Yeah, sure. That's not a bad yeah. idea.
1: I mean I mean it's it's gonna get flagged and I'll have to I'll have to approve it. But. Okay. <laughs> but I'll, um
0: I'll, I'll, I'll do that then and I'll this. I'll send you a message to be and swing my weight around. Uh 'cause hashtag privilege. Do it. Do um it. <laughs> and it's okay. I've got connections on Reddit. Well, well, um
3: well uh yeah but like uh is there anything else that we're sort of missing from nocturnal like we talked uh, about her spheres her
0: yeah
3: her origin her daedric realm her artifacts
0: bull MacGuffins.
2: that's it dude <laughs> well yeah. all right then yeah, yeah, i think we got everything
0: all right um so yeah thanks for everybody for tuning in and uh oh wait hold on let me do the credits Owen Drake, once again, thanks for resubscribing. I really appreciate it. You don't have to do that, but I love it anyway. And um, yeah, wave goodbye.
2: Thanks, everybody. everybody.